Hello, and welcome back to the Wise Athletes Podcast. Today's episode is with one of the leading minds in the basic biology of aging and translating scientific discoveries into new ways of detecting and preventing age-related conditions, Dr. Gil Blander. Gil is the founder of Inside Tracker, which you may already know is the only fitness program that analyzes a sample of blood and in conjunction with your wellness and lifestyle goals, provides a personalized diet, nutrition, and exercise plan, which is best for your body and your goals. If you are as interested as I am in advice for the older athlete on health and athletic performance and longevity, then listen in as Dr. Blander tells us what he knows. Gil also shares a bit about how the Inside Tracker program analyzes blood test results for biochemical and physiological markers, and then applies algorithms and a giant scientific database to determine optimal zones for each marker. It's fascinating stuff, I promise. All right, let's talk to Dr. Gil Blander, founder and chief scientific officer of Inside Tracker. Dr. Blander, welcome to the Wise Athletes Podcast. Thank you so much, Joe. Welcome. Appreciate you taking some time to uh, help us out with this. Longevity is one of my biggest topics, and I have never actually had the undivided attention of a longevity expert before. So <laughs> I have a million questions for you. And unfortunately, we don't have much time, so we better get into the thing. As you know, the focus of the Wise Athletes podcast is older athletes and how they can improve athletic performance today and retain their athletic capability for a long time, late into life. Uh, I've often joked that I don't want to take a bus tour when I'm 80. I want to do a bike tour. (laughs) (laughs) I've taken to call in this subject matter athletic performance longevity, but you might just recognize it as sort of an intersection between like a health span and athletic performance. And uh, before we dive into this topic from your perspective and deep knowledge base, can you tell our audience a little bit about your background and how you came to start Inside Tracker? Yeah, sure. I'm a, a scientist in background, a PhD from the Weizmann Institute of Science in Israel. Nice. Uh, then I moved to MIT and spent five years there studying aging in one of the best labs that studied aging in the world, the lab of Lenny Garenta. I've heard of him. After that, I uh, uh, decided to start my own company because I really wanted to to, to have an influence on humanity. Uh, So I moved to the industry, worked in a couple of uh, biopharmaceutical companies. And then in 2009, I founded InstaTracker. And the goal of InstaTracker is to help people to live longer, better life based on what's happening inside the body. So basically, we are trying to do it very personalized. We are looking at your uh, blood. DNA activity tracker, uh, and that allows us to see a high-resolution view into your body. Yeah. And based on that, we are uh, giving uh, uh, our uh, user recommendation of what food to eat, what supplement to take, what exercise to do or not to do, and what lifestyle changes to perform. So that's well, uh, in a nutshell my background. Well, that's great. I'm quite pleased to have you on Wise Athletes. I want to get into what your company does here in just a minute, but I wonder if we could start with probably the question you get at every uh, dinner party you go to, you know, which is sort of just in general with all the people you've helped and the research you've done and, and obviously are aware of what is it that the older athlete could do to improve their trajectory on that total package of athletic performance and overall health both for the short term, as well as the long term, uh, you know, as they age over time. And, and this yeah. is probably a monster of a question. Why don't we break this down into like nutrition and lifestyle and movement and stuff like that? Yeah. Let's start with nutrition. What do you say? 
Yeah, so uh, nutrition is very complex because uh, if you look at uh, the number of nutrition decisions that uh, uh, we make in a day, there was a, a research that done it and they, they uh, noticed that there are more than 200 nutrition decisions that uh, a, a person is making in a day. Because wow. if you think about it, uh, uh, when should I eat breakfast? What should I eat for breakfast? How much should I eat for breakfast? And then you look at a, a, a snack and lunch and so on. So it's a very complex a, a, a area that in a way a, the scientific community haven't gave it enough a, a value, enough depth. So I spoke even recently with some physician and they are uh, looking at nutrition as a, a, a science that is not uh, very deep. And uh, if you look at the uh, research studies that are done on nutrition, because there is not a lot of incentive. So if you look at pharmaceutical studies, you have hundreds or thousands of people because the pharmaceutical company can make a lot of money. But when you look at nutrition study, like uh, what is the effect of Apple on whatever, uh, you cannot do such a big studies because you don't have a, a big sponsor that doing it. Yeah. So I think that the, the, we have a, a chicken and egg in a way here that uh, uh, it's very complex and we haven't went as deep as uh, for pharmaceutical uh, uh, solution. So that's the background for uh, uh, the nutrition. Then if you look at that, there are... Uh, if you look at the USDA catalog, you have around 8,000 different food items that uh, uh, you can consume. And think mm -hmm. about all the permutation and all the combination that you can have just, uh, just for what, uh, what should you eat. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's really uh, crazy. And then on top of that, if you look at uh, average American on average day, what you consume is around 20 food items. And if you look at the overlap between all of us, it's very similar. We eat fish and uh, chicken and uh, 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 dairy and egg and uh, uh, tomato and potato, something like that. <laughs> uh, but, but if you look at the, uh, the size and the breadth of the possibility, you have eight, really 8,000 food items that you can eat. Um, so I think that uh, what I'm uh, trying to do within Satracker is first to expose us to more uh, a variety of foods, and second, try to fit for each person his own uh, superfood. Because if you look at uh, men health or women health, uh, yeah, kale is a superfood, or uh, I don't know, paleo diet is the best diet. But it's the best diet maybe for a specific person. It's not the best diet for all of us. So yeah. what we are trying to do here is to fit the right food for the right person based on what's happening inside this body. So that's why I'm saying mm -hmm. it's, it's a bit a complex, complex question because, yeah, I can give you the, um, let's call it the f uh, food hygiene, what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat, a uh, high level, but that will take you, I, I assume, to 60, to between 60 to 80%. And I assume that most of your audience are doing that already. Oh, I, I should. Don't, I don't think you should assume that. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I appreciate. I mean, I am. I think because I do so many things well. But you know, I would actually love to hear just based yeah. on what you know. What I mean, heck, what do you eat? I mean, with all your yeah. knowledge, I mean, is, yeah. are there superfoods that really people yeah. should try to eat if they can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. De definitely. So, so uh, let's start with maybe what not. Okay. So everything that is inside of package that came from industrial uh, yeah. factory. Let's say that it's not the uh, the best for for you or for us. Uh, there are better things that are more natural and uh, less of uh, a lot of uh, uh, preservative and other. Uh, yeah, these chemicals that get in there. Yeah, that you really don't want to feed your body. Then uh, you can uh, look at a, a few things that I've seen even at, on Netflix. 
we have, uh, if you look at that, we have an issue today with uh, too much sugar, too much fat, and um, basically the, the sugar, the, the fat, and the too much sodium, too much salt. Okay. And yeah. if you look at a, a, a food that you eat in a restaurant, a, a lot of the time you have that. Yes. So there is a lot of a, a data in the literature that show uh, that people that uh, cook their food at their home instead of eating at the restaurant or taking uh, out, that's much better. Okay. Because of, uh, you have a control of what you uh, yeah. put into your uh, dish that you put into your body. Right. Um, so, so that's another uh, rule of thumb. I think that uh, uh, another thing is uh, <laughs> when you feed yourself water, use water. Don't you don't need the uh, Coke or uh, Pepsi or uh, all of that. Uh, water is good enough. Yeah. And um, I just came from a, a, a trip to Israel. I'm sure that you can hear from my accent that I'm Israeli. And I, I noticed two things about the difference between Israel and the US. I haven't been there for a while because of the COVID. Yeah. So, so. Something are very positive there. So uh, you don't hear uh, almost every meal you have a, a, a meat. Huh? Uh, there it's a lot of uh, salad and uh, a lot of uh, more veggie than, than here. So that's good. Don't, don't yeah. eat uh, too much meat. It's uh, well known that a veggie diet is, is a better diet. And uh, also they, they are eating what they, they call the Mediterranean diet. So... Uh, uh, they are using unsaturated fat like uh, olive oil, yeah. uh, uh, good uh, cheese, and also the size of the dishes are much smaller than here. Uh-huh. If I can give you an example, here you you order a, a small cup of coffee in uh, Starbucks is like it's bigger than the big size in the, of the coffee <laughs> there. Uh, so so we we tend in the US where everything is big. We are driving minivan and we are uh, drinking gallon of coke and uh, eating a, a double cheeseburger. Yeah, but then I take a vitamin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So so basically we are trying to compensate on the mistake that we are doing uh, which which is okay. I'm not against vitamin by the way. So so I think that that was for the positive, but they also have negative. So Again, the observation when I've been there, they like to drink all the uh, the drink, the the Coke and the Pepsi and the uh, orange juice and all of that. I don't think that we really need that. Drink water and drink a lot of water because that's a, I call it in a way an empty calories because it doesn't make you feel a full when you drink orange juice versus water. It's the same feeling. Yeah. And uh, uh, we are in the society that uh, we don't have malnutrition. I'm t- again, I'm talking about the US. I'm talking about your audience. I'm not talking on the uh, homeless person uh, in the middle of Chicago that uh, haven't ate for a, for a week. I'm sure. really talking about us. Uh, think about that, that uh, 5,000 years ago, we haven't had a refrigerator uh, that we could go uh, at uh, 10 p.m. or 1 a.m. and uh, I don't know, eat a sandwich or whatever. Uh, we ate uh, uh, sometimes every day, sometimes every other day, and uh, definitely we haven't, uh, we haven't ate potato chips. And, and I think that we need to, to try to understand that. So uh, try uh, not only what you eat, uh, when you eat, and, uh, and how often you eat. Again, yeah. it's much easier to say than to done because uh, we live in that society, our refrigerator are full, and uh, a lot of us have a spouse and we have kids and uh, it's not like you uh, uh, also uh, uh, when you eat lunch or dinner it's uh, also a social event it's not very easy to come and say hey i uh, i can give you an example i i'm trying i'm doing uh, intermittent fasting basically trying not to eat 
for 16 hours and then eat for eight hours. It's not easy when you have a family because my wife is not happy that I eat my uh, last meal at uh, before, uh, I don't know, before seven or six thirty, and she wants to have dinner at seven and she feels yeah. that I'm insulting her that I'm not coming to the <laughs> dinner. So, so it's, it's, it's also a, soci- a social yeah. effect that it's not easy to do. So I think that uh, maybe one recommendation is try to do it together with your spouse or together with the family uh, because then it's much easier to do it. Yeah. Um, so, so hopefully I gave you a bit of a flavor about nutrition, but again, I can talk about it for two hours. Well, I'm sure that's true. All, all that I want before we move on to the next thing is I'm looking for these really good, you know, what do we've heard? We've heard oatmeal and berries and things yeah. like that, that really there's just nothing bad about them. So as long as you like them, well, heck, then yeah. these are good ways to get not just calories, but also nutrients. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I think that you uh, touch upon uh, two very good uh, kind of food. And I think that both of them uh, have high fiber. And uh, uh, what the fiber is doing is basically allow us to uh, attenuate the jump in the glucose and also allow us to uh, absorb the, uh, the fat slower uh, or uh-huh. basically get rid of some of the fat in your uh, 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 guts. So uh, definitely uh, uh, berries and oatmeal are great. I actually, that's, uh, let's, let's call it that's two of my superfood because I have uh, not a huge problem, but I have, uh, uh, I'm trying to maintain my glucose uh, better. And uh, by the way, when we'll get into biomarker, glucose is one of the most important uh, biomarker. Sure. And uh, especially for longevity. Uh, and the reason for, there are a lot of reasons for that, but uh, uh, in a, a model organism, there is a lot of data that show that when you uh, mo- uh, modulate the uh, insulin password, which is re- related to glucose, uh, model organism can uh, live uh, much longer or much shorter, depending on what uh, the modulation that you do to that. But also mm-hmm. look at the diabetic population in, uh, in the world. And you'll see that uh, the, the lifespan is much uh, shorter on average. Yeah. Um, so definitely uh, maintaining glucose is very important. But w- what I want to stress is that each person uh, might have his own superfood. So yeah, oatmeal and the uh, uh, berries are uh, my superfood, but you might have avocado or you might have uh, beans or you might have uh, kale, like uh, what uh, Menhels uh, is saying. It depends on what is happening inside your body. So again, right. I'm talking about the not the 80-20, but the 60-40. 60% is uh, uh, good for all of us, and you can learn. Uh, but if you want really to take your body to the next level, you need to look inside and understand what happened in your body, and then what are the best interventions for you. Well, great. Well, so let's move past nutrition then and talk about lifestyle. And this is where so many, myself included, so many people have uh, troubles yeah. like sleep and chronic stress, yeah. and then this resorting to using chemicals to get your energy level up and then to get your energy level down because for whatever reason, your energy levels don't actually match your life and you have got to, uh, you know, manually adjust them somehow. Uh, What, what are the things that you have and maybe even hormones kind of get into this category? What, what are the things that you find in this area? Yeah, so let's start with general. I think that sleep is uh, very, very important. And uh, we unfortunately are not taking it seriously as a population. And especially, uh, I would say it about the athletic population, athletic active population. And I have a few friends that say they are in the range of older athletes. And they're every day at 5 a.m. going out and uh, biking for an hour and a half and two. 
Yeah. And uh, I'm asking them, why do you do it at 5 a.m.? Can you do it at 6 a.m. or 7 a.m.? Because think about it, they are cutting a, an hour or two hours from the sleep, and it's it's not good. Yeah. So I think that we need to uh, look at sleep at something that is very important. I can tell you that, yeah, I'm go- also going cycling in the morning. Yeah. But uh, to- today, I uh, woke up at 6.30, so I went out at, at uh, 6.50. Yeah. Uh, and I was planning to go at 6, but I woke up at 6.30. So, I will- so, so try to give your body as much uh, sleep as possible. Okay. I see. So you're prioritizing your sleep ahead of your cycling. Uh, no, I'm not uh, prioritizing them ahead. What I'm saying, I'm trying to incorporate it. Okay. Meaning, I don't want to prevent my sleep or decrease my sleep because I'm cycling. I'm uh, uh, old enough and uh, mature enough to know. Okay, so today instead of uh, doing uh, uh, I don't know 22 miles today, I done only f- 16 miles because uh, uh, my first meeting. That's what was the time that I could do before my first meeting. That's okay. okay. What okay. happened? It's not the end of the world. To, to, uh, on the weekend, I will go for my long ride. So okay. I think that people can uh, need to take it and understand <laughs> we are a machine, okay? Our body is a machine. And uh, uh, you need to allow the machine to clean, to rest, uh, decrease your heart rate. And uh, if you uh, work the machine all the time, the machine gets tired and uh, at the end of the day, it will break up. So we need to uh, maintain our machine at least as good as how are we maintaining our car. And uh, I'm sure that you heard the analogy that I'm giving about the car, but every 5,000 miles, we're taking the car to the technician, technician plug the computer into the car, and then the technician know what to replace, is doing it again and again and again every 5,000 miles. Yeah. And we have seen that the lifespan of the car increased from the 80s to today from 100,000 miles to 200,000 miles. Why? Because we are, we are maintaining it well. Yeah. Let's do the same for uh, the same for our body. So let's check what happening in the body. Uh, what we are doing, we are we cannot uh, connect computer to your brain, but we can definitely uh, uh, plug a needle into your vein, extract a liquid gold, and then uh, uh, based on the uh, on that, we can know exactly what happening in your body and give you a recommendation. Right. Now going back to uh, to sleep. So again, I can talk about sleep for uh, maybe two hours. <laughs> Uh, but there are a lot of other things that uh, sleep consistency is very important. Yeah. Try not to jump the time that you go to bed uh, and try to do it uh, at the constant time because we have what we call the circadian rhythm, yes. uh, meaning that our body working on a, a 24-hour cycle. I can tell you, again, I came f- back from Israel to here, and I'm still, uh, 10 days after, I'm still uh, <laughs> uh, going to sleep an, an hour before, but I'm not fighting with that because I'm trying to, to let it uh, settle, settle down. Sure. But uh, it's not good for uh, someone to one day to go to sleep at uh, 10 uh, p.m. and one day at uh, 2 a.m. Yeah. Try to, to make it pretty, as constant as possible because then your body is ready, uh, is expecting you to be at bed at that time. Okay. Yeah. And then you have all the, uh, let's say, the technology uh, um, barrier that we have today. Uh, so people are uh, texting until the last second, working on the computer, sleeping yeah. with their phone in their bed, their room, and then they g- getting all the notification. I would say that uh, 99% of us can live without the phone uh, at the eight hours or the whatever time that you are in bed. Yeah. Yes, some of us, like, I don't know, maybe Joe Biden need the phone next to me. Because, uh, <laughs> but uh, most of us, uh, we are making a very important decision. I'm not saying that we are not, but uh, they, they can wait. And I'm uh, literally, I don't have a phone in my room. I don't have a computer. In, and I don't have even TV in my room. 
the bedroom is uh, uh, to sleep and do other stuff, but definitely not to text and, and uh, watch TV. And then you have the temperature of the room and uh, in, the, in the summer, uh, the light coming earlier. So I'm sure that all of you, all, all of you see that and uh, uh, we are waking up earlier so you can have uh, uh, blinds to make it a bit uh, darker. So, so, so there are a lot of things that you can, can do about sleep. Sure. It's a literally a, a very important and a, a everyone needs to learn about it. And what we are trying to do at InstaTracker is to give you all of that information also based on your activity tracker. So we connected Fitbit and Garmin and now we're working on Apple Watch. And from there we can know what is your deep sleep, REM sleep and the total sleep. And ba- based on that, we can give you some recommendation how can you improve it for the next night? And I think uh-huh. that sleep is uh, something that is uh, very important, underrated, and uh, we should uh, uh, spend some time on that. Another thing is, as you mentioned, stress. So we are living in a, let's say, stressful uh, uh, environment, but it's not a real stress. It's a stress that we are bringing uh, for ourselves. You mean it's not a lion chasing you? It's Exactly. It's not a lion chasing you or a bear running after you. It's more like, hey, uh, my friend uh, uh, post on Strava that he done a 70 miles uh, ride and I haven't done any ride today. Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> or uh, on Facebook, you can see that, uh, I don't know, your friend had a dinner party and he haven't invited you. Okay. Uh, so it's a lot of uh, stress like that. And I, I think that <laughs> if you look at our society today, we artificially feel that we are very uh, social, but it's an artificial social. Uh, we are much more lonely than we used to be before because people are, I can see my kids. It's like most of the time they are uh, on the computer. They're rarely meeting each other and uh, playing outside and uh, doing stuff that we used to do. So, uh, so I think that we need to find a way to uh, be happy and uh, understand that the grass of the neighbor is not greener and understand and believe that your life is good and enjoy what you have and, uh, and live well. Uh, but it, Again, if you have stress, you have way to uh, to uh, combat it. Meditation, sleep also decreases stress. Eating well, yeah. uh, uh, having a good meal. Uh, and, I don't know. For me, it's yoga. I, I I really like yoga because first, I'm uh, because I'm exercising. I'm uh, always stiff in my muscles, so it's helping me to. But also, it's make me relax and uh, less tense. So I'm trying every other day to do a, a yoga session of uh, maybe half an hour. And then I'm coming to work and I, I feel uh, uh, like I clean my brain. Uh, uh, I actually do, uh, used to do a, a, a slow yoga or a slow flow yoga because it's making me stress well. But also, I don't want to increase my heart rate too much that day. I want to relax and uh, uh, come to yeah. work when I'm not stressed. Uh, but uh, again, everyone is different. So I don't know what is working yeah. for me. Some people hate yoga. My wife cannot stand yoga. It's too slow. <laughs> That's okay. That's funny. Well, you know, when I my thinking has been at least lately that it's not that stress is a bad thing. I mean, I you know I want my stress to go up when I'm in a race or yeah. when I need to do a good job at work or or something like that. But it's it's the stress when I'm trying to sleep or yeah. you know it's the stress when I don't need to be stressed. Yeah. That's the problem. Yeah, it's a chronic stress. We we live in a society of a chronic stress. We are in stress all the time. A lot of time, it's it's not. Think about it, uh, uh, how lucky we are. We have uh, houses, we live in uh, maybe the richest country in the world, and uh, uh, we had the worst pandemic, I don't know, in the non-history, and uh, we had uh, a few companies that uh, gave us a great vaccine. 
And uh, I, I think that a lot of that is, uh, uh, we need to look more on the half full of the cup than the half empty. Yeah. And uh, somehow we are not appreciated what, what we have. We have a lot. And uh, all of us accomplish a lot. Everyone needs to look at his, and I'm, I'm saying it like I'm doing it all the time. No, I'm not doing it. Uh, I mean, it's hard. All of us are very competitive. And uh, every day that you walk, go outside and uh, I know running or cycling, you want to beat your uh, PR. Yeah. But that's okay. But, but uh, try to think more positive. Try to always uh, uh, be more positive. And yeah. all of us accomplish a lot. Uh, everyone that is... Uh, 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 athletic active and the uh, part uh, listening to your uh, podcast i'm sure that uh, uh, they are uh, uh, smart accomplished uh, the fact that they are uh, running and cycling and the uh, swimming and uh, whatever they are doing uh, uh, almost every day that's mean that they understand that their body is important and taking care of the body because i'm looking at our uh, users of insta tracker the majority of them, and especially in that age, you are not doing it to uh, be in uh, Tokyo tomorrow, okay, in the Olympic. No, you're not doing it for that, and most likely you won't be there. Right. You are doing it literally be, uh, in order to live longer, better life. Yes. And because of that, don't don't stress yourself. If you, you cannot run today, that's okay. If it's raining today, okay, go to your basement and do something else. Yeah. Try not to stress. The problem is that we've lived our whole lives getting good at getting up at getting our energy level high to perform yeah. well. Yeah. And we've just got no practice, no skills that we learned in school or in our jobs on how to relax. And so we resort to chemicals, you know, yeah. alcohol and things yeah. like yeah. that yeah. to try to help us relax yeah. that have their own problems. What, yeah. what do you find in your, in the metrics that you measure of people who drink a lot of alcohol is it yeah. a bad thing for the body yeah so it's it's an interesting question and uh, we are looking at some markers that related to alcohol uh, or liver health called alt ast ggt basically marker of liver damage so when uh, uh, you drink too much alcohol uh, you can see that uh, that's basically going to the liver and the liver detoxify it and if it's too much uh, the liver uh, some of the liver cells starting to break down and because of that you see those liver enzyme in the bloodstream. Uh, uh, that's one uh, uh, potential uh, uh, cause of that. There are a lot of other causes of that. But there are some people that their liver is uh, uh, better in doing that, and some people that the liver is less, let's say, trained to do that. So uh, I think that uh, I wouldn't see, say that alcohol is bad, but in the rule of, of thumb, don't drink too much alcohol. And if you want to do to know exactly what is the effect of alcohol, it's very easy to do it. Uh, again, you can use Insta Tracker or, or any other lab test uh, and see what is what is happening to your body after you drink alcohol, and uh, basically yeah. see if it's good for you or bad for you. We're also looking at the uh, uh, DNA, and uh, in the DNA there are some uh, um, uh, marker in the DNA that showing uh, that can show us whether you are uh, more sensitive to alcohol or less sensitive to alcohol. So that's uh, another way to do that. Great. Well, and it also, as I understand it, affects the quality of your sleep. So if if you're having issues with your sleep and, and you're drinking a lot of alcohol, then there's something to look at. Correct. But uh, some people, it's not no effect at all. And some people, there are a lot of effect. I can tell you that I'm very sensitive to coffee and I'm not drinking coffee at all. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I drank coffee a few weeks ago uh, in the morning and I couldn't fall asleep at all at night, like uh, wow. completely. So, so everyone is different. And I have friends that drink coffee at 10 p.m., <laughs> black coffee, very strong coffee, and they can fall asleep uh, half an hour later. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so what, what I'm saying, each of us is unique, and it's very hard to come and say, hey, 
coffee is bad or alcohol is bad. I don't think that uh, neither of them is bad. I, actually, my father is, is turning 90. He, he called me a few months ago. Actually, my mom called me and said, hey, your father want to drink uh, one uh, glass of uh, beer a day. I said, oh, that's excellent. You should do it. Uh, but don't <laughs> drink it at dinner. Drink it at, uh, at lunch. Um, so I think that uh, alcohol in moderation is okay. Again, if you are, uh, want to get to uh, optimize and be sure, go ahead, get tested and see what, uh, what is the effect of alcohol on your right. body. But I wouldn't say that alcohol is bad or coffee is bad. But again, moderation. Don't, don't go to the extreme. Okay. Well, good. All right. So let's move into the last category that I had here, which was movement. So yeah. you know, exercise, just being a person who doesn't sit all the time, yeah. things like that. I mean, have you, in your, again, your tracking and the, in the history, uh, the learning that you, your company has been able to have and the people that you've tracked, what do you see about movement of the body as it relates to then health, longevity? Yeah. So I think that, uh, again, I'm, t- I'm talking about your audience. I think that uh, in that audience is not that they are not exercising enough, they're exercising too much, in my opinion. Yeah, what's that mean? What does mean is that uh, uh, basically a person that uh, need to uh, go to a run or go to a bike every day, okay? I I think that a person should take at least one day a week as a rest day, okay? Uh Allow your body to to regenerate, your muscle to regenerate. Yeah. So is that really the key? It's not really the amount. It's as long as your body's recovering from it, then it's okay. Right. But if you're not recovering, then it's too yeah. much. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we, we are looking at a lot of blood biomarkers that related to that. So there is a marker called creatine kinase, which is a, yeah. a marker of muscle damage. So when, when uh, you are activating the muscle too much, uh, this protein leak into the bloodstream, very similar to the liver enzyme that we discussed before. Yeah. And then there is a correlation between the, the level of the, this uh, muscle damage uh, marker and the uh, amount of the rupture that you have in your muscle. If it's going to a very high level, you have a better chance to get injured. And nobody wants to get injured, especially when you are older, because the recovery, uh, all of us know that the recovery from injury is taking much longer when you, we are getting older. Right. Um, so uh, we can uh, look at this marker and see what's happening uh, for a specific person. There are a few other markers like that. Uh, other uh, markers are uh, of uh, um, basically stress, are a, a marker that's called cortisol, which is uh, more like a, a, the stress hormone. It's more like emotional stress. We discussed it before. But what cortisol is doing is a catabolic uh, enzyme. Uh, not enzyme, uh, hormone. Basically, uh, when the cortisol is going up, that means that you are breaking up your muscles. Uh, yeah. So it's not good to, to have too, too much uh, cortisol. And that's why the stress is not only bad for your emotion, but it's not good for your exercise and for your uh, uh, muscle tone. Yeah. Uh, and then you have the other uh, hormone, testosterone, right. uh, that is a, a anabolic uh, hormone, basically building muscle. And uh, on average, it's going down uh, 1% to 2% every year that you are getting older. But uh, uh, in uh, people that are athletic active, actually, you can see that it's going down slower. Huh. But if you are exercising too much, it's actually can going down very deeply because you are under uh, stress. And the idea is, uh, I think that it's from the evolution. Uh, if, uh, let's say that, uh, let's look at us uh, 5,000 years ago, and if we ran around and ran around and ran around to, to find food, it's not the best of uh, uh, time for us to reproduce. 
So basically, when we are uh, very stressed, uh, uh, either emotionally or physically, uh, the testosterone is going down. Uh, and then uh, uh, you lose your uh, sex drive, but you also uh, break your muscles or, no, or not build muscle, let's say. And I think it affects the recovery, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. So, so, uh, so I think that what is interesting about uh, testosterone is going in uh, two sides. So basically, if you are not exercising at all, your testosterone is low. If you are exercising too much, your testosterone is uh, low. So you need to find the balance between the low and the low and the other side. And I think that, again, I don't know a lot about your audience, but knowing my friends, I assume that it's the same. Don't, it's, it doesn't make sense to exercise every day. If you want to exercise every day, that's okay. Do yoga, do, go and swim. Swim is a much less a, a, a charging on your a, a, on your muscles. So try to do, yeah, it's okay to do something, but don't, like, <laughs> cross training is so important. Don't run every day, okay? Especially yeah. running for a, a older adult. It's, it's not good for your joint. It's a, a, it can make you um, injure easily. So cross train, do running, do a, a swimming, do cycling. And also, don't underestimate uh, the strength exercise. Uh, so try to incorporate that at least one or twice a week because build the other muscle. Uh, those muscles are important for a lot of other activities and also allow you to be uh, 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 ready for uh, any issues that you have. Uh, right, right. Making the core strong is very important also for runners. So right. I think that they are a, a, a simple thing like that, cross-train, Take a day off or a, a stretch, stretch, and be, be sure that you are not too stiff. Uh, because when you are stiff, uh, you don't sleep well because your uh, muscles are uh, uh, stiff, and uh, then it's it's hard to you for to fall asleep. So I think that it's a people. A lot of people are getting into the vicious cycle. They really want to. We are uh, overachievers, all of us, and we really want to to do the run. We feel the adrenaline and feel oh, it's great. But sometimes it's too much. So I think that. Uh, for your audience, I would say try to uh, try to take it a bit easy, at least once a day, once a week, if not twice a week. Yeah, I, I, I suppose it kind of gets into the area of addiction where they yeah, get a pleasure from doing it. They're getting yeah. that dopamine, and they they want that yeah. feeling that they get from it. Um, so they need to find some other way to get that feeling that helps their body to yeah. recover from the hard workout, maybe an easy workout, yeah. maybe some other kind of sport. That is like the cross training you mentioned, yeah. and then they can get their happiness plus they yeah. can keep their body healthy. Yeah, I can tell you that uh, even at the day that I finished 50 mile run a uh, ride in a bike, and I'm driving on the street and I see someone biking, and I think it was wow, he's having fun, and I'm not. It's like somehow <laughs> it's, it's, it, it is in our brain, and it's it's not good. Uh, yes. tr try yeah. to get out of it, right? Okay, so moving on then, and thanks for all of that. That's what I wanted to know. Although, of course, there's lots more to know in, in everything you mentioned. You said, oh, we could talk about this for two more hours. And I actually would like to. <laughs> I know that you can't. So let's get into this business of personalizing this a little bit. Everybody's a little different, as you've mentioned. But also, some people have already taken advantage of some good things to do, but not others. And, and who could know which ones they've taken advantage of? So how do we personalize this so that People can know what is low-hanging fruit for them, and maybe that even changes over time as they get older or they change their sports or, or their life change, change their job, whatever. How do we personalize it? Yeah, 
I think that uh, first you need to understand what happening inside your body. That's the first thing because each of us is unique and each of us uh, have uh, different issues. I might have a uh, low iron, which uh, basically w- won't allow me to carry enough oxygen from my lung to the muscle. Yeah. You might have uh, too high glucose and the uh, uh, gland might have uh, uh, too high cholesterol or maybe too low vitamin D or too low uh, vitamin B12. Or There are so many things that are too high uh, liver enzyme or too much muscle damage. So there are so many uh, uh, different uh, things that can happen. And because of that, uh, we have a, a panel of around 45 blood biomarkers that trying to look at your body in a, in a holistic way and basically find what are the issues that you have. And I can tell you that uh, we looked at a lot of people and everyone has some issue. Even the best of the best have an issue. A lot of them are small issues, but those small issues can become a big issue if you won't take care of them sure. right now. So we are looking at that more as a preventative and not uh, because when you go to the, your physician, he, he will look at you and say, most likely you are fine. And, but then there are something that's creeping up and then uh, in a year or two, you'll go to him and say, hey, you have a big issue. What we're trying to do is find a small issue when they're small, give you some uh, guidance what to do. And we are trying again to do it with a natural and simple intervention, food, supplement, exercise, and lifestyle changes. And then, uh, and then hopefully that will prevent you to do, get to the place that your physician will tell you, okay, now we need to operate you or now we need to, I don't know, do whatever we need to do. Um, so, so the idea is uh, uh, instead of uh, uh, treating you when you are broken, prevent you to get into a broken uh, situation. Um, So as I said, we are looking at uh, around 45 blood biomarkers. We are also looking at the DNA and we are looking at a physiological marker. And that's allow us to get, I call it a 4K or 8K view of your body. Like the TV, you have analog to 4K or 8K. So very detailed uh, uh, view of your body. Then based on all of that, we are uh, allowing you to build action plan. And the action plan is uh, you can choose uh, one of around 15 goals that you can choose. I want to sleep better. I want to distress. I want to uh, improve, uh, build more muscle. I want to lose fat. Uh, there, there are a lot of uh, goals like that based on your goal, based on your biomarker, based on the uh, profile information that you gave us. We are selecting around 10 uh, uh, recommendations out of a battery of uh, thousands of uh, recommendations that are best for you. And then uh, you can follow this recommendation and we have tools in our mobile app that uh, you can check in for that. And we're giving you tips for uh, uh, when you haven't slept well, how can you sleep uh, the next night and so on. So it's basically a a plan uh, that uh, allow you to uh, try to optimize your body and be a better you. Yeah. Well, it'd be harder to be a better me, but yes, no, I I actually, I have to say, I'm very intrigued by this. I've long hoped that this sort of thing was possible and actually believed that it was possible in the past and been disappointed. And so let's just say that, uh, you know, I've learned to be skeptical of these sorts of things. Can you tell us about how do you know that that you guys, your advice is good? I mean, what's that based on? Yeah, so that's good. So all the advice are based on the peer-reviewed scientific publications. So we have a team of uh, 15 scientists that mining the peer-reviewed scientific publication and they basically extract recommendations that were published in the, in the journals, but uh, not uh, uh, all of them were extracted and exposed for the audience. And it's very hard even for scientists like me to look at all the papers and basically catalog them and they have the right recommendation. 
Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, first. We are we are all the recommendations are extracting for peer review scientific publication. We are also exposing the uh, source of the recommendation to the user. So you can, if you want to, you can click on the source and see why we are recommending you what you, uh, we recommend you. Okay. Um, we also, uh, on top of that, uh, because we are uh, around for a while, we published a paper in a peer review scientific journal that we looked at a cohort of 1,000 users yeah. and basically look at the uh, what happened from baseline to follow-up um, in uh, all of those blood biomarkers. So uh, out of those 1,000, let's say that around the 400 had low, started with low vitamin D, okay? So we uh, gave them recommendation. We gave our audience recommendation. Uh, uh, for this 1,000 uh, uh, people, we gave more than 500 different recommendations. So it's really personalized. And then when we uh, pulled them together and looked at the effect on vitamin D, we've seen a significant increase in vitamin D. Okay, vitamin D, you can say, hey, it's easy. Uh, all of them uh, consume vitamin D supplementation. That's a fair criticism. But then we looked at the LDL cholesterol and the glucose and inflammation markers, and we've seen a similar effect. So basically, from baseline to follow-up for the population that started without of normal markers, we have seen a very nice improvement of uh, all of those markers. Okay. So at least we have a correlation. Again, it's not a proof because it's a, a, it's not a control a, a study. We, it's right. observational study. But we have seen a very nice improvement on, uh, on those markers. And we are continuing to see more and more data about that. We published the paper in 2018, so it's uh, already a few years. And we accumulate more and more data, and we are seeing more and more data that show that uh, uh, definitely we see an improvement in the level of uh, the markers in our uh, uh, users. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's about the best as anybody could possibly do. As you said, it's not a control experiment. People aren't living in a lab. Yeah, and, exactly. And you're not controlling exactly what they do and eat and all of that sort of thing. But that people do seem to be getting better. And, and as I understand it, the way your service works is that people – can get retested and see if what they've been following your yeah. guidelines that they act that their markers are actually getting better in the way that you predicted and yeah. and, and who knows maybe something else popped up and so that you can deal with that at that time correct and we also we are a uh, so so to get the data you can uh, buy the test from us and then we'll send you to quest diagnostic and you can test but if you want to and you have the data you can uh, bring the data from your pro primary care physician and we'll upload it for you so we are giving you a lot of option or you can have a, a we can send you a mom kit if you don't like to go to the lab you prick your finger and uh, send us the the the, uh, the blood and we our partner analyze it. So basically, we are trying to make it uh, easier for you, and we are not uh, uh, trying to uh, uh, push you to just get tested by us. We are allowing you to get tested because we know that it's not easy for everyone to get tested. But if you have the data, upload it. Our value, in my opinion, is not by allowing you to get tested, but uh, showing you what uh, what happened in your body, then giving you the uh, recommendation, what should you do? And then yeah. allowing you to follow up and uh, 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 take the intervention and uh, basically improve yourself. Right. In this tracking industry, bio tracking industry is is really developing very fast. Lots of things are showing up. The problem with them is that they seem to generally be, you know, I'm going to monitor just this aspect of your health or, yeah. you know, of your of your life. And 
and so it's hard to pull it all together into uh, kind of an overall, how am I doing? Yeah. Am I getting better? Am I getting worse? Uh, and so you guys seem to really be touching on everything I can think of except one thing. And that's this other area that has come out recently is this uh, continuous glucose monitoring with apps that sort of track what you're eating. So you can kind of pair up, oh, I ate a banana and my my glucose shot up or it didn't have any effect or, you know, when you can personalize, you know, cause everybody's seen the list of, Oh, these are the foods that spike your glucose yeah. and these are the foods that don't. And, and then the general rules of things like, Oh, you know, you should eat the fat before you eat the carbs, uh, you know, things like that. But the way it turned, and I actually did this, I wore it for a month and I learned an amazing amount about how I reacted to different foods, but you guys aren't including that kind of information in what you're doing. Is that something you're missing? Is that something that's not really as useful as, as that or, or what? Yeah, it's a, I'm not saying that it's not useful. It's a, a, something that it's on a, our horizon. But again, you cannot build everything at once. So we are, yeah. uh, the way that we build in such tracker is uh, uh, to look at uh, 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 markers or inputs that are, have a lot of data in the literature and a lot of credibility in the medical community. Because if you yeah. think about it, what we are looking at the blood data, or uh, if you look at the blood glucose, it's something that have been researched in the last uh, decade or so. Yeah. Uh, continuous uh, uh, glucose monitoring, uh, uh, so far, if you ask uh, the medical community, it's uh, they are they will claim that it's a uh, uh, fit more for someone that have diabetes, and they are uh, they are saying sure. that we are not sure what is the value for uh, uh, someone like uh, you, Joe. Um, yeah, yeah. So we are uh, looking at it and uh, monitoring it, but we are we haven't got to the conclusion yet that it's a one hundred percent accurate and also beneficial for the user okay uh and, and also the uh, how how uh, easy is it to do it uh, there are a lot of rumors that apple will uh, uh, add it to the uh, apple watch uh, uninvasive, so. yeah uninvasive uh, uh, cgm so uh, i think that it's something that we are looking into that but uh, we haven't had the chance yet to add it to our uh, okay. but okay. we're definitely looking at that it's similar to the microbiome that we haven't added yet yeah uh, and the reason for the microbiome is that we we don't feel like it's ready for the for the uh, normal crowd uh yeah. and um, so so we are looking at that but yeah it's not it's not in yet right okay well fair enough i've actually spent money on apps that tracked all kinds of things that nobody really knew whether they mattered or a lot yeah. and you know and ultimately i gave it up because i it's like well that's interesting but what do i do with that i don't even exactly. know if that's even accurate yeah so i i get your point well i see we're running out of time here dr blander thank you very much for taking some time to uh, share your knowledge with our audience so if you have anything else please go ahead and and add it here otherwise we'll I'll just get some links from you and uh, put them in the show notes so that uh, people can follow up with uh, your company or find you on Twitter or wherever you say. Okay. Yeah, I, it was a pleasure, uh, Joe and Glenn, and uh, thank you so much for inviting me. You're welcome. Yes. Yeah. Well, you have a great day. You too. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in to my discussion on improving health, athletic performance, and longevity with Dr. Gil Blander, the founder of Inside Tracker. And a big thanks to Dr. Blander for taking some time to share his knowledge. You can find more information about Dr. Blander and Inside Tracker in the show notes. 
And if you head over to wiseathletes.com, you can send us a question to address on the podcast, see all of our episodes, subscribe to our podcast, and you can sign up for our newsletter. If you are on social media and enjoyed this episode, please post about it. That would be a great help. Thanks again.